Hello and welcome to the Becoming Podcast. I am your host, Anne Fancy, and I'm excited that you're here and listening. The intention and the inspiration behind this podcast is simply to continue conversations that I've had on the mat with students over the years, conversations of growth and evolution, of peeling back the layers of conditioning, and really learning to listen, look, hear, and become more aware of our own innate gifts, stories, talents, and really the highs, the lows, the in-betweens that led us on this path that we now are walking. So I hope you choose to listen and subscribe as we continue conversations both with inspiring humans and also just with me chatting with you. I so appreciate you taking the time today to listen and look forward to future talks. We are on episode 11, and today's conversation is with the lovely Lynn Darmone. Lynn identifies as a medium, and her story of how she got here is really beautiful. Um, it offers us this perspective that sometimes it's in the challenges, struggles, and suffering that we find our gifts. And on the other side of that is a life of service in a really beautiful way. I think you're going to enjoy this conversation. I think you'll enjoy what she has to say, and I encourage you as always, to enter in with an open mind and an open heart and see what stirs and resonates with you. Let's get going. Hello, welcome. I am so excited to introduce um, my next guest. I met her. She's a friend of a friend, and her name is Lynn Darmone. And I think that she would probably describe herself as a medium, but um, I would love for her to give you a little bit of what she does and how she got here and so we'll just kind of start right there we'll start right in sounds wonderful okay good and thank you so much for having me I'm really excited I'm really excited to be doing this with you and yeah I do I do I describe myself as a medium this is what I do it is all about we talked a little bit about it just before we got started and it is it's about spirit connection and communication and um, the validation that our loved ones are still here those who have crossed over who have passed on um, I don't believe, I always say I'm, I'm a medium that doesn't believe in death after life because I believe in life after life. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that we, energy does not die and specifically the energy of love. You know, we always mm. say, it sounds cliche to say yeah. that love doesn't die, never dies, but it doesn't. Mm. Um, we shed this, we shed our physical body and we elevate to higher frequencies, higher vibration, higher dimensions. Mm -hmm. But our loved ones do have the capacity to let us know that they're still here with us. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think that's beautiful. And um, I got chills like three times already when you were talking, so that's good. (laughs) Nice little validation. I I think a lot of people um, were raised in an environment that mediumship or psychics or whatever this is was you know the devil's work and a lot of us have hang-ups right were you raised in an environment a a religious environment right I I was not I was raised in a in a some you know um, a traditional religious environment but not one that was that looked down on this or um that you know spoke of 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 that of you know devil worship or anything like that it was not like that we I've had this my whole life but we never really addressed it you Mm -hmm. know certain things would come up in my childhood certain things did come up in my childhood from the age of five yeah but we never really it was not a focus Mm -hmm. you know and so it was just a part of my life that I that was there but to me, it was you know the, the it was normal. I didn't yeah. um I didn't think anything of it until later in life. So there wasn't negativity around it. For no, you. yeah, no. But it was nor was it highlighted. Nor was it like something. Oh my, you know. Really. Yeah, here's a gift you have. Right. Yeah. So tell us. You said several things happened. So start us at five. What happened okay, that you so, remember in your right. life? So what I remember more clearly um, at the age of five was waking up one morning and feeling really sad because my mother's father had died Mm. he had passed on and my mother didn't know it yet we they lived in another country they lived in France at the time and um, I just remember feeling that I wanted to console my mother and let her know you know that Mm -hmm. grandpa died and my grandfather passed away and I did. I said something to her, and I remember her trying to console me, saying, honey, you know, you had a bad dream. You know, he's fine. Everything is okay. And, of course, back in in the day, back in the 60s, um, we didn't have the Internet. We didn't have WhatsApp and Skype. um, And she got a telegram a couple of hours later. Wow. That her father passed away Mm -hmm. the day before. 
Um, so that was the start of that. And then through my childhood, things happened. You know, my brother and I would play games with it. We, um, you know, he would sit in one room with the door closed and draw a picture, and I'd sit in another room and replicate the picture. You no know, way. Like oh that. my gosh, that's awesome. Yeah, and we just had fun with it. Yeah. And uh, did your brother have the same sense, or just? You know? I, I think he. I think he probably does. I think that he's not as you know connected to that. He's. He's of service. He's a dentist. He's of service in another way. Yeah. You know, and it's like we said just before, again, before we started this, you know, that everybody has their vehicle. Yeah. To be of service to others. Mm-hmm. And that, that's, that's his. his. Yeah. yeah. That's beautiful. Um, that's so interesting because I read um, recently <clears throat> there's a book called The End to Upside Down Thinking. Uh-huh. And it talks about all of the science done at, um, you know, high uh, institutes of learning, like like Stanford and um, I don't remember even the colleges, Harvard, places like this that um, are doing, the research has been conducted even in the government for 50, 60, 70 years. And Uh one of the ways they tested people early on is that they would have somebody on one end of the world essentially, you know, draw a picture and then somebody replicate it or they'd hold a picture up in one room and then in a (laughs) lockdown room somewhere else. Right. Right. We call that, actually that's called remote viewing. Yes, remote viewing. um, Yeah. And it's really interesting because, I know that when that happens to me during a session, my third eye, you know, yeah. that's when I, my, my eye becomes like a camera mm-hmm. and I will be taken through somebody's home. For example, they'll describe a plumbing um, issue that's, you know, that's going on in their mm-hmm. home and they will go through details of what's going on with a PVC, you know, things that are coming out of my mouth that I have no idea what I'm even saying, yeah. but it, it becomes, you become like a camera yeah. and um, you're right there. And it, it's really, it's really interesting. Yes. Yeah, so you've it's had really that ability since you were really yeah, young. Yeah. I, I always, when I engage in that and then, and then it's over, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's over, but it's really interesting. Do you think you were a sensitive child? Did people describe you as sensitive that you felt the world that you were like what we'd now call an empath? I, I do. I was described, I was always described as hypersensitive. Yes. You know, I was too sensitive. Mm-hmm. Um, things bothered me too much. I was always too hurt. You know, yeah. things like that, over the top. Yeah. Um, so I think that, yeah, I think that I was, I know I was described that way, except that now we're just a little bit more open to people who are hypersensitive or who are empathic. Mm-hmm. So if you were to look back at your life now, besides the five-year-old and the games you played with your brother, are there other major milestones that you could see now that are, or I like to call them breadcrumbs, that mm-hmm. led you to recognizing this was going to be part of your path? Definitely, definitely. I think that we, when we have a calling in life, um, I think that our guides, I believe that we have a spirit, what I call spiritual support team. We have yeah. our angels, our guardian angels, our spirit guides, ascended masters, all of them. I believe that when we have a calling, they do leave us breadcrumbs and say, wake up, time to pay attention, wake up. And sometimes they turn up the volume. And um, when I was in my 20s, my daughter daughter was born. I I was pregnant with my daughter, and she's my second child. And uh, the pregnancy went really well. The birth and the delivery, everything went really well. But I always had this underlying anxiety that something was going to happen to her mm-hmm. and I even went to my obstetrician in my third tri- in my yeah. third trimester and I said you know I'm really concerned about this one and he said yeah she's fine everything is okay yeah. don't worry this is your second why are you so worried about this one you weren't worried about the first yeah but I always had this feeling that I needed to be prepared mm-hmm. you know for when it happened and um, around she was maybe two weeks old when I was uh, up in bed one morning nursing her, and there's a mirror right in front of me. There was just a dim light from the hallway, and I was kind of just gazing in the mirror, watching myself, you know, holding her, and all of a sudden I saw like a white gauzy sheet over her in my mm. reflection, and that's when I knew something mm, something was chills. up. Yeah. So uh, I woke my husband really quick, yeah. my former husband, and... Uh, we took her to the hospital, took her to the emergency room, and they insisted. They checked her over. They did blood work, and they said, nothing is wrong. She's mm. fine. They kept her overnight, I believe, just for observation, and they sent us home. And um, a few days later, it was still, you know, this foreboding yeah, feeling. 
dark feeling. Mm -hmm. And I called my pediatrician and I said, I'm just, I'm really concerned about her. Mm -hmm. And he said, Lynn, everything is okay. It was a Saturday night. And he said, let's just watch her over the weekend and call me Monday morning. Mm -hmm. Now, besides your mother's intuition, Mm -hmm. were there any other symptoms that you thought were strange? Nothing. You just didn't display any symptoms. And I always, I do say this to every mother, by the way. Yeah. Trust your your gut because 100%. there's nothing to me. There's nothing stronger than a mother's intuition. Yeah. And uh, after I hung up with my pediatrician, about five minutes later, he called me back and he said, "You know," he said, "I've never heard you like this." He mm-hmm. said, "If you feel you need to take her to the emergency room, take her." So I took her to a different hospital. Again, they checked her over. This was already by on Sunday. Mm-hmm. They checked her over and they said she's fine. We'll keep her twenty four hours for observation, but she's okay. The next day, they did come in with the discharge papers, mm-hmm. and I refused to sign them. Mm. And I said, she needs to be here in the hospital. Something is going to happen to her, and she needs to be here when it does. Oh, my gosh. So I like, constant chills. It was, just, it was just um, it was crazy. Um, at that point, they looked at me, and they said, you know, we're really concerned about you. We know mm. you just had this baby a few weeks ago, and we're concerned that you might be suffering from postpartum psychosis. And I said, I understand that. I did work in psychiatry at one point, and I understand that this is a possibility, but I understood also that it would buy me more time in the hospital. Yeah. So I agreed to a consultation, to a, mm-hmm. a psychiatric consult. In the interim, before the psychiatrist got there, another physician walked in, infectious disease specialist, and he looked at me and he said, I don't even want to look at your daughter. He said, and he wasn't being belligerent or anything, he just truly wanted to speak to me. And he said, you're so sure that something is wrong with her, tell me what it is. And I looked at my daughter and we had this eye contact to this day, I will never forget. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, she just told me. He goes, what did she tell you? And I said, it's in her abdomen. We need to do a CAT scan. We need to find out what's going on in her abdomen. And he said, okay, we will do that. And uh, they did a CAT scan or an MRI, mm. and she was in surgery an hour and a half later. Oh, my gosh. She had a peritonitis, and they had to remove half of her colon. And uh, But she never displayed any symptoms. Her white count was always good. She never, she wasn't vomiting. She was not no fever. But that doctor... Nothing had enough sense to trust that you knew something and that, I mean, he was sort of, I mean, I think like when you talk about guides and that we get these nudges or that somehow something whispered in his ear to say, listen to this mother, she knows. Right. Right. And it was interesting because years later when the Mm -hmm. story did come out, um, years later, he actually, he made reference to the fact that when he was in medical school, he's from a different country, when he was in medical school, his mother said to him as a medical student, if a mother ever comes to you Mm. and tells you there's something wrong because he wanted to be a pediatric specialist, and she said, you listen to that mother. And he said in that moment, he heard his mother's voice. Oh, my gosh. And he just knew he had to Isn't that incredible? I mean, even from the perspective of breadcrumbs, right? I just love that idea. (laughs) But, like, she planted that seed Whatever, 20 years earlier, and exactly. it resonated in that moment that he needed to remember that exactly. for that reason, and then then... It's amazing to me. I had the same thought, of, that everything truly is in divine order. Mm-hmm. Everything truly is in, is in alignment. Yeah, and that time really means nothing, because then that, that moment, years and years past, mm-hmm. you know, was so profoundly impactful in the moment that you needed it oh it's so beautiful wow so that woke you up to go okay that was my moment when I that that was my aha moment my pivotal moment when I said okay I really need to pay attention to this yeah I really need to pay attention and so in that moment that I finally kind of woke up to it I guess Mm -hmm. is when things more things just started happening. I was receiving more from spirit from the universe, mm-hmm. um, what we call coincidences, which are not coincidences, a synchronicity. Yeah. And and so here we are. Yeah. And there were a few other things, but yeah. Uh, that was share with those major. keep those things in a few in a minute because okay. I think people yeah, think they're I all will. fascinating. Yeah. Um I think that what people can, you know, when we talk about this and say, I think people can go, oh well that's not relatable because I'm not 
going to live my life as a medium, but intuition is um, available to everyone. It is. Everybody has intuition. Yeah, and I always go back to mother's intuition. You just know things, or you're deeply connected to your sibling or a parent or something, Mm -hmm. and you just, there's this this feeling of knowing, right? And it may not be as expansive, but what you did in that moment was validate it, Mm -hmm. which then broke it open to give you more. Exactly. I'm listening, I'm doing it, I'm I'm following through, and then Mm -hmm. the energetic offerings became exactly this is what this is what you will receive and i i i believe that too i believe everybody has a higher guidance their higher self Mm -hmm. that constantly speaks Mm -hmm. to them and we just have to be open to listening yeah what is it what are the signs what are the breadcrumbs what are Mm -hmm. if you if you think that something that's happened is a sign then it then it is yeah don't question it just trust and that's the the hardest thing that i think people have trouble with is Mm -hmm. is is trust. Yeah. Is trust. Trusting in the, in themselves. Yeah. So and tell us the other other pivotal moments and then we'll dig so, deeper. Yeah, so yeah, so another was after I had started on this path and I remember um clearly having gone into a metaphysical um a metaphysical shop where they were doing readings and selling oils and crystals and um, it was the first time that I ever really encountered that, and mm-hmm. the owner of the shop, who is a, a dear friend of mine today, uh, she she offered me a job, you know, and she said, Lynn, why, you know, come work for me. She goes, come mm. do readings for me, and and I said, you know, I don't know, I, I have to think about it, and she said, take a few days, think about it, and get back to me. And on that particular day, I was driving to the airport to pick up a cousin of mine who mm-hmm. was in, coming in from out of the country, and my husband was driving, and I'm looking out the window just really thinking about everything, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, I see, talk about a sign. Mm-hmm. As we're nearing the airport, I see a billboard, mm-hmm. a billboard, and it says, contact spirit. Oh, my gosh. And I looked at it, and I went, what? <laughs> you know, and as we're going around the bend, it was Spirit Airlines. Oh, right, but the way you thought, yeah. my vantage point, it just said, contact Spirit, and talk about a sign. Like I said, this was a billboard, not yes. a sign. Yes, And I took that as, okay, very clearly. That's one of my favorite references, is there's a Jim uh-huh. Carrey movie, and I can't remember which one it is. It might be the one where... Um, I don't know if it's Liar Liar, the one where he's like, oh, Bruce Almighty maybe? Is that the one where he's like, like God for a second? Anyway, uh-huh. and he, he keeps saying, show me a sign, show me a sign. And he like <laughs> drives by like a bus or a, a billboard that says, this is billboard. your sign. You exactly, know? like how much bigger do you yes. want? And in fact, she had sent that to me. She said, just ask for a sign. And I wasn't <laughs> used to that. I wasn't, this was, you know, almost so literal. 15 years ago. And I wasn't quite used to ask for, okay, I'll ask for a sign. And I asked for a sign, and it so, was, bam, it was right there. That is amazing. And if I, only I all of our signs never, could be that obvious. Right, you know? that big, that <laughs> yeah. loud. Yeah. And like I said, they do, they have the capacity to, to really pump up the volume Yeah. when, when they needed. know they have to. They know us. Yeah. You know, and they know that we need that. We need the confirmation. We need the affirmation, you know, the, the validation. Mm-hmm. And, and so they will... They're patient, and they will. They will Keep provide. what you need. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Any other big moments besides that? Um, there, you know, there was one. Uh, after my, my, I was married twice, mm-hmm. and uh, my second husband, we were just married a few years when, tragically, he passed away <clears throat> from a, a heart attack. And in that moment, in my grief, I didn't feel like I could go on, you know, doing mm-hmm. this work or or just getting out of bed was really really difficult. Mm-hmm. And you know, again my brother um who was there every morning for me, just Aww. waking me up and saying, "Lynn, you have to get out of bed. You have to get to work. You wow. have to." And uh, it was just really difficult moving through the days. But one night my closet light suddenly went on. Mhm. And I remember very clearly just sitting up in bed, and it was almost like 3.30 in the morning, and thinking, I, I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. I have to serve others. I mm. have to. I, I have a decision. In that moment, I had made a very, very clear choice. Mm-hmm. I can either lay there for the rest of my life, yeah. do nothing, and get yeah. through my days, or I could really sit up and make a difference in other people's mm-hmm. lives. And um, and I believe that that was my husband that helped me make that choice. I'm sure it woke you up, mm-hmm. literally. It literally woke it woke me up. The closet door was open. Somehow it wasn't open when I fell asleep, mm-hmm. but it was open, and the light went on, and 
yeah. my light went on again. Yeah, and, and grief uh, is so overwhelming. And I think that people expect for people who are more intuitive or more spiritual or do your work that you're not going to suffer the same right. human experience of grief. Exactly. We are we are souls moving through this human world, this, this human mm-hmm. experience. And we do grieve like everyone else. Yeah. You know, we grieve at this level. We understand things from a higher level, mm-hmm. perhaps, from a more spiritual, elevated place. Uh, but we do grieve at this level, too, so it's a, it's a balance. Yeah. It's a balance. Yeah, I um, heard recently on a podcast I was listening to, and it was, the, it was the closest thing I'd ever felt like, yes, that's it. And it said, our job is to be both 100% spiritual mm-hmm. and 100% human. Yeah, we, we have to. We have to remain grounded. Mm-hmm. We have to function here. We live in this 3D world. And we chose to live in this 3D mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. Yes? Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's part of our contract. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. great. Let's our let's bridge contract. contracts. I love yeah. soul contract conversations. So yeah. tell us what that means to you. I believe that when we what it means to me as far as a soul contract, I do believe that um I believe in reincarnation. Mm-hmm. I believe that our souls continue to evolve and every time we come back, we do come back in a more elevated place. The lessons that we haven't learned in our former life, we continue to learn with our soul group. Mm-hmm. I believe that the people who are in our lives uh, continue to be in our lives through each lifetime mm-hmm. that we reconvene reconvene in between lives mm-hmm. and like a round table you know yeah. we discuss what we've done in our former life what did we learn from one another what is there left to complete mm-hmm. um, what can we do to help others you know how mm-hmm. as when we come back and I believe that when we come here it, it is with that intention mm-hmm. when my son my my oldest is a boy when my son was two years old um, I was giving him a bath one day, and a very precocious child. Mm-hmm. And he looked at me one day, and he said, Mommy, he goes, did you always want a little boy like me? Mm. And I said, yes, I always want a little boy with dark curly hair and yeah. big green eyes just like you. And then I just kind of threw it right back at him. Mm-hmm. And I said, why, did you always want Mommy like me? Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, yes. He said, when the man asked me who I wanted for a mm. Mommy, he said, I looked around and I pointed to you. Mm. And I said, really? I said, what man? And he said, you know, the man up there before you come here, that man. And it, as a two-year-old, he's just like, oh, so you know, and he made it really clear. We do, we have, we make our choices before we come here and mm-hmm. with the, with intention. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's really interesting. Yeah, I, really I interesting. remember a friend when I was pregnant with my daughter told me um, that she, when her daughter was three, that she remembered having a conversation with her that was something like, I'm so lucky that I got you or whatever. Right. And the, the uh-huh. little, the little, her daughter replied back, mommy, I chose you, right. you know? And just that like, exactly. that beautiful knowing that children have often. Yes. From your perspective, did, do you think he meant God with a capital G, like we were raised like a man in the sky making all these decisions? Or do you think it was more like, you know, the guides that help with the contract choosing or what's your perspective now I, on all of that? I think everybody has a different definition mm-hmm. about who God is and what God represents. We yeah. all have a belief in a, heart, a higher power. Mm-hmm. And I think from a two-year-old perspective, it was his interpretation of who God is mm-hmm. or perhaps one of his guides. However, I'll tell you that um, I have worked with children mm-hmm. doing this work. I have had parents come in and say, you know, my four-year-old sees his grandmother. Mm-hmm. And children, especially this generation, the generation mm-hmm. of today that are, are here, are extremely enlightened. Yeah. And they have an understanding of this that I don't think we had when we were younger, mm-hmm. you know, in the, or former generations. So I think that children are coming in with us, and they are our teachers and our guides. Yeah. And uh, so I, I believe that at that in that moment, and that was 25 years, a little over 25 years ago with my son, but I believe that that was his interpretation of what he was shown. Yeah, and what he remembered what and he could remembers. explain as a two-year-old mm-hmm. of what was experienced. Which yeah. was actually really high-level to yeah. me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and simple, just simple. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh. So do you... Does your work entail helping people figure out some of that soul contract work and lessons and agreements? Yes, absolutely. You know, and especially people who have a higher understanding of all of this. You know, we we do discuss this. I don't um, do past life regressions. I have somebody that I do refer people to Mm -hmm. um, for that. Uh, But, yes, that's all part of it. Mm -hmm. That's all part of it is they're, they're kind of putting together 
their breadcrumbs, yeah. you know? Yeah. But I, I do rely greatly on the guidance that I receive through their loved ones. Okay. So you primarily speak to loved ones, spirits who have passed over. I'm, pardon me? You yeah. primarily speak to loved yes. ones? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about service. When you got to the point of um, doing, agreeing, I assume you agreed to work in the shop with that woman that offered you the job, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How long did you do that, and how did you develop your practice deeper from there? What are your daily practices at Surf? I just, yeah, I just drove right into it. Um, She provided the space for me, Mm -hmm. which I'm truly grateful for, and I was there for several years. Mm -hmm. And then as everybody's life went into different directions, I just, I just got my own, you know, private space Mm -hmm. and, uh, and continued. And as it evolved, it just, it continued to grow and, uh, and, uh, and get bigger for me and, um, different life, you know, different experiences started happening, different ways. Spirit can be extremely creative. They taught me how to, to speak with them. Mm -hmm. They taught me their own language. They taught me how to communicate. And every day I learned something new from spirit every day. So what does that look like for you as daily practices? How did you grow that your own intuition? Was it meditating? Was it just sitting quietly? Was it writing? Both. Uh, Meditation is very key for me. It's very important. Mm -hmm. I do try to meditate every single day. Uh, It it does help to raise the frequency Mm -hmm. for me. So there are particular meditations that I do just for myself, for relaxation, stress relief, you know, things Mm -hmm. like that. And there are particular meditations that I do to, to help raise my vibration. Our loved ones on the other side who do operate at a higher frequency, I believe we all operate on different levels, yeah. you know, like radio radio frequencies, and you just kind of tune into the right one. Um, they work hard to kind of lower theirs. A medium will work hard to raise theirs so that we can kind of meet in the middle, mm-hmm. so that we can kind of like two wires that touch. And in that moment, they can convey many different things, a name, a date, uh, it, a source of you know validation mm-hmm. for the, the the sitter for the client mm-hmm. that is here to say you know what I'm I'm really here their loved one is really here yeah that like I said is the foundation to provide the validation but then more than that what is it that they want to share to help their loved one here move forward yeah. so I've actually had um, another thing that has happened is I've actually uh, many times had spirit step forward for me before. I meet the loved one here, mm-hmm. and they will help. And I just show me, you know, and they will yeah. help me find their loved one here. Interesting. So that has been pretty interesting. That's a whole, you know, it's almost like spirit on the other side making an appointment for a reading. Oh, my gosh. So then you, you reach know? out and say, hey, I need to talk to you. Yeah, yeah. and it just it very evolves gently. that way very yes. gently. It just it kind of, they orchestrate everything. Wow. So it just kind of works out that way. So that's been pretty interesting. They can be very, very creative. They can be creative. They can be persistent. There is what I believe a code of boundaries and mm-hmm. ethics involved that we intuit- intuitively connect to. Uh, we know when we can. We know when we shouldn't. You know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they usually they provide the path, mm-hmm. the pathway. Was, was shifting to this mindset about spirituality difficult for you? Did you have um, to unravel religion or anything or just felt really easy for you you had no baggage not at all it was just it if it was the most natural thing in the world I honor my religion I'm Jewish and I I do we I was raised in a conservative household um I honor that um maybe I've become a little bit less in my Jewish practice but more spiritual Mm -hmm. so I honor all religions I honor I honor everybody's belief systems. There are people like we when we first opened and started talking about people who believe that this is the work of the devil or yeah. the work of Satan. I have been confronted with that, and mm-hmm. and that's okay. That's yeah. where those people are right now on their path, mm-hmm. and I, I respect that. That yeah. is okay. And I've had some really interesting conversations with people who have acute, you know, who have come to me in a, in an angry fashion, and we've we've ended up being friends at the end of the conversation, you know, mm-hmm. because. They've understood. They understand where I come from, and I. They understand that I respect their viewpoint too. Mm-hmm. So they come to a reading, <laughs> but they come at it almost with anger. Well, not so much in a reading, but, but just like, in the world. Just in the world. Yeah. 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 And those who have come in a reading, um, for a reading rather, and will sit and openly say, "Look, I'm very skeptical." Mm-hmm. And I'll say, well, you're here for a reason, so let's, you know, yeah. let's take a look at that. It's so fascinating, the skepticism mm-hmm. piece, because um, I shared with you that my friends and I did um, a reading, a group reading, and mm-hmm. 
during the reading, they were floored, right? And then after the the 3D consciousness, which we can talk about in a second, but like the dualistic way of seeing the world comes in and they start negating all of these things and going, oh, well, it could have been Googled and this and that and just right. finding ways to make sure that it wasn't real instead of just allowing it to be the beautiful offering that it was. Right. And um, I'd, I'd love to hear how you handle that. I think largely you just let it go and let it be people's. Yeah, like I said, you know, we um, as psychics, medium, whatever people want to call Title. whatever we call yeah. ourselves, intuitives, you know, we offer what we offer. Mm-hmm. Our purpose is to help open that, to help other people awaken to their higher life purpose and yeah. to their divine uh, purpose and be in, in help align themselves with their higher um, and healing because usually that's a lot self. of what's keeping people stuck. It's right? Extremely healing to yeah. have a reading. I believe you know to connect to your loved ones is healing. It's validating. It does help with the grief process. Mm-hmm. Um, it provides all of this. I do believe that when people leave, at times they're like you said. You know, three D consciousness does come in and so no, you know, she must have googled that or she must have. Mm-hmm. You have to really believe and trust, you yeah. know, and, and know who you're talking to and do your homework, too. I sure. Always, I do I'm sure there's that. people that do Google. Yeah. Yes. I, I do say that, you know, do your homework. Make sure that the person that you're going to see is authentic, you know. it's a, But but remain open to it. It's it's okay. You know, we do have those moments where we continue to, to block. Mm-hmm. And so we are constantly, again, you know, spirit is patient. Our guides are patient. Mm-hmm. They know we're humans. We are going to have those moments of doubt or self-doubt. And so they will provide more of a reminder. Yeah. You know, again, like, and again, again and, and again and again. Yeah. Until we say, okay, now I understand. Yeah. So let's talk about, I don't know that everybody knows what 3D consciousness means. And perhaps you can talk about 3D to 5D if that's something that your guides are talking about or you're interested in talking about. Yeah. Well, so 3D consciousness to me mm-hmm. is just what we see here and feel here. Okay. Down here on Earth. So very literal um, world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And not, you know, just kind of thinking, not thinking outside of the box, so to speak. Okay. Um, and knowing, not or not knowing that there is so much more outside of this. Mm-hmm. It's important to me, and like I was saying to you, Anne, I think it's fabulous that you do this because I think that you are one of those people that will help bridge the gap mm-hmm. between 3D and 5D consciousness, yeah. you know. Um, there, We need that. There is the science and there's the metaphysical. Yeah. And there is no separation. Yeah. That's what's so fun. It's getting closer and closer and closer. Exactly. You know? yeah. And hopefully at some point it is getting closer. Yeah. The veil is getting thinner. But hopefully at some point we won't have that that duality anymore. Mm-hmm. We won't be restricted that way anymore. Yeah. Do you think it's possible? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But again, we live down here, so there will yeah. always be that one that will say no. You know, that one person that says, I don't believe this. Or yeah, this that aren't ready this. yet. And right? it's okay. You yeah. Know? So it's important. Like I said, I think that what you do is so important because you cover so many areas and you, you're the voice for so many mm-hmm. that you're bringing it all together, that you're helping to bring it all together. Thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, that's really a lot of my hope is that people can start to, I've, I've gone through this debate, you know, being in the yoga world and um, so much was always around this idea of enlightenment mm-hmm. and it never resonated with me. I don't want to become so spiritual that I'm no longer grounded, earthy right. and having the human experience. It's I agree. I don't want to go live in an ashram. I don't need to uh-huh. go you know, live, live off in the mountains. Exactly. And and only be with Uh myself and my consciousness. That was never, I never felt called to that at all. And in fact, it just didn't resonate. And I always felt like, isn't the work here in being human and spiritual, isn't it in the both, Mm -hmm. you know, because that's what we get. And I think, um, I think you're, I think you're right. I feel very called to help people embrace both Mm -hmm. you know that like humanness is is messy and yes you can probably learn through joy and gratitude and those are wonderful things but most of us need to learn through the mess and through the grief and through the trials and tribulations um, that allow us to then become more awake right what does awake mean to you to be, it's, it's self-awareness. Mm-hmm. To be awake is self-awareness, um, not only of self or of higher self, but of, you know, consciousness around us. Self, mm-hmm. Energy. Yeah, the mm-hmm. energy around us and um, the how we can elevate that and the possibilities 
So that's, you know, as with some of the, of what the work that I do is to help others do the same, you mm-hmm. know, to kind of guide them in with my, like I said, I call it a vehicle with yeah. my vehicle. Mm-hmm. We have, again, many different vehicles, but collectively, mm-hmm. you know, we can raise the, pl- the frequency of this planet and of, of, um, of the, the population of people. Mm-hmm. So your vehicle, you don't mean your physical body, you mean like your gifts, your service, your, your yes. job, right. so to speak, in the exactly. world. Exactly. Your contract as a human, or as a human right. and having this, or a spiritual being yeah. having a human experience, your contract is to serve the world in this way, and that's your vehicle. Exactly, Got and it. it is with the help of those who have passed on. It's yeah. through them. Mm-hmm. It is through, you know, channeling their energy and what is it that they wish to, to share from their life experience. Mm-hmm. From their former life experience. How do you think people can, um, besides coming to you, which would be a great way to open up to more of this, but what do you think people can do on a daily basis or in general to start becoming more aware of of their vehicle, their job, their service to the world? How do you how do you think people can be helped in doing that? I think just what, like what we're doing today. Yeah. Um, reading journaling, uh, listening to podcasts, listening to, opening themselves to the possibility of other people. Some things that may not resonate with people, Mm -hmm. and that's fine. Put that to the side. Some things will resonate, and you will absorb it. Mm -hmm. And you will absorb it. And I think that 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 will help raise raise the frequency. I do. Tell us some of the most interesting or profound experiences you've had on your end of witnessing spirit come through or... um, how it's helped people connect in ways that what what's what it touches you the most or are there any stories that have just been super yeah, inspiring so to you? Yeah, so there have been so many. One of the um, most one of the the most profound ones I've had recently was um, like I said, I had um, I do have spirit that comes to me first, mm-hmm. you know, before I meet their loved ones here, and they will often. I know this sounds a little odd. They will often wake me up in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. And I will have a conversation just like I'm having with you. Yeah. And one of them was a young girl. And all she told me, so it is whatever I see, hear, and feel. Mm-hmm. Um, she showed me the shoulder of a woman, the back of her shoulder. And she said, all I heard was she has a tattoo of stars behind her right shoulder. Hmm. I woke up. There's a lot of people in the world with stars on their shoulder, probably. And I said, okay, show me. So I trust that I will be shown through the day or in days to come the woman with the tattoo of stars behind her right shoulder. So that that particular day I came here to work, and uh, my clients were in and out, and every one that walked in I just kind of looked at, and I, no, not her, no, not her, not, not this one. And in the middle of the day, all of a sudden, I had the urge to go get my nails done, to go get a manicure, which I never do, not in the middle of a work day. Yeah. I had a two-hour gap, but I went, and as soon as I walked into the shop, I looked I at to... one woman, and I said, there she is. There she is. So I uh, I left with her. I t- tried to coordinate, you know, mm-hmm. the time of my nails drying and yeah. her nails drying. And as we were walking out the door, she... I knew in that moment, I felt like somebody pushed me from behind. Yeah. And I just looked at her, I said, excuse me. I said, you know, I introduced myself. Mm. And I, I literally asked her about her tattoo behind where she was wearing a long sleeve. And she looked at me, she was, what did you say? And I explained, you know, mm. and I said, this is what I was shown. Um, little blue stars behind this woman's right shoulder. And she turned around, she pulled down her shirt. And there they were. There they were. And then she looked at me, she goes, what else did she say? Mm. And in the middle of a parking lot, in the middle of this, we were, you know, I just conveyed more things, more mm-hmm. things that her, it was her daughter, 14-year-old daughter, that she wanted her mother to know. Mm. And as we parted ways, and we were in this large parking lot, mm-hmm. as we parted ways, and she was going to her car and I was going to mine, we were parked right next to each other. So that you, you just had to run into each other. Yeah, we were parked right next to each other. Mm-hmm. So I always say... They orchestrate everything, and mm-hmm. you just have to trust. Mm-hmm. It's not my thing. I don't go up to people in a grocery store sure. or just say, oh, your grandmother is here. You're, you know, mm-hmm. I don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they persist like that and they open it to mm-hmm. the possibility of an encounter like that, I listen yeah. and I follow through. Yeah. And sometimes they'll come through to me in a dream. Um, I had a dream recently 
where I was here in the middle of the night and there was a lineup of people behind, you know, mm. at the door. But the people that were here lined up for a reading were not on earth. They were spirit. And uh, a young man came into my office and he looked at me and I said, why are we here in the middle of the night? And he said, because, Lynn, it's the only time we can see you. Mm. And he said to me, he goes, just remember, he goes, my name is Ryan, not Brian. Mm. He said, remember that. And I said, I'll remember that, Ryan, not Brian. And the very next day, a woman came in. She had lost. It was her son. And I started to say something. I said, yeah, I'm picking up on a name. I said, is it Brian? I started to say Brian, and I said, no, I said it was Ryan. And she goes, that's right. And it was always a joke with them, Ryan, not, not Brian. Brian. Mm. Yeah. So all the time. So these things do, ha- yeah, mm-hmm. just really interesting. Yeah. How do you protect your energy so that you're not bombarded all day long by everything? I'm not. I know how to, you know, turn it in and out. Okay. Yeah. Disconnect, connect, plug in, you yeah. know, yeah. Did that take a while to get down? Uh, no, it's just it happens very naturally okay. for me. But like I said, when they when they want to come yeah. through, they will persist. They'll say, I'm here, I'm not moving, I'm not doing it, you know, I'm yeah. not going anywhere. Yeah, so, fascinating. Yeah. You mentioned something like everything's... Um, Maybe you said preordained, maybe you didn't, but how you your car the cars were sitting next to each other. Um, I think people get uncomfortable with the idea that you know if it's already all planned out, what's the point, right? And we talked about soul contracts, mm-hmm. but um, how would you hash out this idea of free will and that you have you know do you think there's a best path for people in their life, but also that there's all these choices built in? Absolutely. One of the things you know, and when people come in for a reading, and I know that as a medium or a psychic medium, mm-hmm. you know, people are also interested in future things. They're mm-hmm. interested in future predictions, what's going on in their future. And I always make it very, very clear. They get to exercise their free will. Nobody has authority over their life or their mm-hmm. future like they do. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that we don't receive guidance. Mm-hmm. It's what we choose to do with that guidance. Mm-hmm. And yes, there are many doors that open. I don't believe in mistakes in life. I believe if we make a choice Mm -hmm. to go in one doorway, it's because we were supposed to go there to learn whatever it is that that doorway provided for Mm -hmm. us, Mm -hmm. whatever it was. And there are twists and turns that are, there are detours in life, and ultimately we get to where we're supposed to be. Right. So Mm -hmm. do you think, so there's many paths and ultimately you'll get where you need to be, but, um, but I, um... Do you think there's still, like, the best ideal path that your soul sort of sets up, like, like, sort of like the fast path, or the, or you can take yeah. many detours around and kind of yeah. miss it? I don't think that things have to be as complicated as we make them yeah. at times. I really don't. But I think, like we said, you know, that's part of the human experience. Mm-hmm. That's part of... We're really um, good at screwing things up, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I do believe, you know, in the way I describe it when I talk about the spiritual support team that we have behind us. Mm-hmm. If you're walking down the street by yourself and you picture 25 people behind you going, yeah. go and go, no, don't make a left here, make, make a right, right, just right. go, no, go straight in. And you're not going to, that's yeah. a dead end, you know. And yeah. I think that the more open we are to mm-hmm. that the more we'll receive. Yeah. The signs are there. I mean, the the, the, the guidance is there. Mm-hmm. It's not that, how can I describe this? It's not that we're going to receive more guidance if we open to it, but, but it, it's just there. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I guess, yeah, no, in a sense, yeah. It's there the all along. It's just whether or not you're able to see it. Mm-hmm. And then maybe as, I think as you become, as you strengthen the habit mm-hmm. of seeing it, you see it more because you know what you're looking for. Or you're, you're just, I think your awareness shifts, you right. know? And so I can think of a thousand times that I knew exactly what I needed to do, mm-hmm. but I just waited for what I like to call the universe kicking me in the ass until I like had no choice but to take right. the leap or to do the next right thing. Right. It's, it's confidence to do mm-hmm. that. It takes confidence. It takes trust. Mm-hmm. Um, and the more we, we do that, the more we trust in ourselves and we're more confident. Mm-hmm. And I think it also it takes um, courage because it isn't mm-hmm. always... Exactly. You're often not being guided to the easy path, mm-hmm. but the right path for you, right? Exactly. Yeah. And so we have to get out of the framework of always wanting to avoid pain and discomfort right. in order to actually listen and move yeah and very often I don't know if I should say unfortunately or fortunately very often you know we're the ones who label whether things are negative positive Mm -hmm. you know the universe presents us with a situation we're the ones that label it Mm -hmm. but very often it is 
those moments of discomfort and pain Mm -hmm. that bring us to where we are. Yeah. I don't th- I don't know that I would be where I am today if I didn't experience what I experienced with my daughter, mm-hmm. with my husband, mm-hmm. you know. I, I don't know that. Yeah, it's interesting. When I was sitting in my car, I got here a little early, and I was writing down the things I wanted to make sure that I asked, and I wrote down the word initiation. Um, and that ide- initiation, mm-hmm. and that idea that, that um, often we're faced with major challenges, heartbreak, loss, mm-hmm. and it's that initiation that opens us up to the next level of right. growth, right. evolution. And it is. It's it's a choice. And mm-hmm. I, like I said, with my, when my second husband passed away, mm-hmm. my, um, it was so difficult. We had only been married a few years, and it was a very, very dark time in my life. But it, I remember so clearly that very moment when I just sat up in bed and I said, I can either lay here for the rest of my life Mm -hmm. and just get through life, Mm -hmm. or I can sit up and try to make a difference Mm -hmm. in my own way, one soul at a time. Mm -hmm. Um, So here's a question for you. Do you Mm -hmm. think that your soul knew going into that marriage that you were going to lose him relatively quickly? I was, I always had, I don't know if I knew that, but I I do remember that particular day, um, like we, you know, we woke up. He went to work. I was working, and I remember around two o'clock in the afternoon, something kept bothering me, mm-hmm. and I I was upset. I was getting really agitated mm-hmm. and really re- restless, and I called him around two o'clock in the afternoon to check in with him, mm-hmm. and just say, "Hey, how's your day going?" But I started crying. I was so, and in fact, not crying. I was sobbing. Mm-hmm. I was sobbing so. Bad that I I literally had to go outside. I had to leave the building because mm. I didn't want other people to hear me. And he just he was on the phone. He goes, "Honey, what is wrong? What happened? Mm-hmm. What's wrong with you?" And I said, "I just don't want anything to happen to us." Mm. And he said, "Nothing's going to happen to us." He goes, "Oh my God!" He said, "Come home early. Let's have dinner. Take it easy." And so I did. I cut my workday short. We had dinner with. Um, some very good friends, in fact, the owner of the, the place that I worked and her husband. And uh, we had a fabulous dinner. We went to Starbucks afterward. We had a decaf. We sat there and, and talked. And it was later on that night he had a very sudden heart attack and mm. he passed away. So would I have had those hours with him? I don't know. Yeah. You know, because I kind of restructured my day. Um, I think it was my guy's opportunity or the, my guy's way of saying, go be with them, yeah. you know, have this moment. And um, so it, it was kind of, was kind of lingering that day. In fact, that week, mm-hmm. that week. Do you think that you, um, that was part of your contract with each other, that you knew before your soul entered this body that that was going to happen? Um, probably. Yeah. Probably. Do you, I, do you believe in the idea that there's like sort of, there's um, different exit Plans, yes, and there's more than one exit plan. Yes, okay. I've heard that before. Yes, yeah. I've heard you know different number of exits, and then yeah. we just like in the split second we go, no, not this time. Yep, not this time. <laughs> yeah, yep, maybe no, next. I think I'll stay. Yeah, yeah, this time. Yeah, yeah. So just mm-hmm. to to back that up for people that don't know, um, in the world of spirit and metaphysical, it's often discussed that there's this idea that you have different exit doors, so right. to speak, at different times in your life, and that near-death experiences sometimes are even that moment coming and the soul right. going, nope, I'm staying, I've got yes. more work to do, I'm stepping back in, yes. instead of leaving now. Yeah. Um, we had a, f- a friend pass a couple of years ago, and not even a year and a half ago, and um, very similarly, that week before, he seemed to really get his, his um, life in order, you know, and... You know, there was a couple other things that happened with his marriage and things like that, and uh-huh. and and that that really seemed to um, that there was that both of them felt something was shifting. something was shifting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in fact, my husband kind of did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, just one or two weeks before that, before this happened, he literally he called me downstairs in our basement and he said, "You have to learn how to switch out the furnace filters," mm. and I said, "Why?" Right. You know, and he said, <laughs> "Not my because, job." Yeah, I said, "You know, he, it kind of worried me." Yeah. That he said that. And I said, I, I don't want to know how. He goes, you have to know how to do this. And then he sat me down in front of our computer. I used to do, like, bill pay, you know, the mm-hmm. old-fashioned with my checkbook and yeah. put it in the mail and all that. Because you have to learn how to do this online. Mm. You have to you have to know how to do this. Mm. And I said, I know how to pay bills. I'm good. I, I know how to yeah. work my computer, right? You know. Yeah. But it kind of it kind of alarmed me a little bit, yeah. and then I just kind of fluffed it off. But that was about a week to mm-hmm. two weeks before. 
yes, before. So it was interesting. It was it felt like he was, you know, and looking back, you know, we always say hindsight yes, is twenty five. Absolutely. Um, looking back, I, you know, it felt like he was preparing. Kind of, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that as a, at a very very high level, mm-hmm. we do know. Yeah, but our human. Selves do not. Yeah, well, and that's We're the veil, aware. right? And that's yeah. the veil that's supposed to be there. Yeah. Now, don't panic just because your people are getting their life in order doesn't mean anything bad is happening. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's just interesting to yeah. know that the, you get sort of those impulses and nudges in certain directions. But that happens with everything. I mean, before yeah. I knew that my I felt my daughter's presence before she came, yes. and I uh-huh. had done things to get my health in order. Literally in the six weeks before, even though we'd been told it was going to be really hard for us to get pregnant and blah blah blah. And uh-huh. Um, but I had done these, like I'd made these appointments and done these things just to prep my body and then boom, you right. know, you first knew. try pregnant, she was there and that was it, you know? Yeah. So it's really interesting. So not just in death, but in your life, you might find you're getting these impulses to kind of get your life in order in a certain way that's prepping right. you for what's next. Right. If you're listening or if you're willing. Right. right. Exactly. And I think that too, that I can go back with that incident with my daughter mm-hmm. and kind of say the same because in my third trimester, I said, something's not right. Mm-hmm. And I went to my OB and I said, I'm really concerned, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think I was, I was preparing myself. Mm-hmm. It felt like that. In fact, those were the, were the words that I've used before was I felt like I needed to be ready for when that moment came. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, mm-hmm. How do your children feel about the work you do? They're very open to it. They're mm-hmm. they're interesting. My son and I have had some really interesting conversations mm-hmm. about it. My daughter is completely open. Um, she she calls me all the time. Mom, what's going to happen? Mom, tell me yeah. what's going. You know, mom, can, I, <laughs> right. can you do a read? And it's very different from my loved ones. You yeah, know, like, it's not the same. I well, don't you don't connect. get the same information, right? right? <laughs> it's not the same. Yeah. And my son and I have had some. Deeper conversations about it, mm-hmm. um, you know, trying his way of trying to wrap his head around it, mm-hmm. and uh, it's not that he's struggling with it; he questions it in a different way, and I I really respect that. Yeah. So, but he's the one that said he talked to the man upstairs. Yeah. yeah. He was extremely psychic as a little boy, under the age of five. He was incredibly incredible, and I believe he still is. You know, yes. I don't. I don't believe you you lose something like right. that right um i think life takes over mm-hmm. but um but they're really open to it they're very yeah. supportive i think a lot supportive. of us find ways to numb and guard you know from mm-hmm. that i grew up um my family was very religious but my brother and my dad are both exceptionally smart and i have categorized them now lovingly they think i'm crazy at this point i think but and i'm fine with it but um i've categorized them in my mind is that they've intellectualize themselves out of spirituality. Yeah. Right? And so they found all have, the reasons yeah. to prove it wrong uh-huh. and to show me all the ways that it's that I'm crazy and they're right. And I'm like, listen, when you get to the other side, we can work that out again. You can come through and you can tell me, you know, right. who's right at that point. Right. But... Um, I, I, that's really cute that your daughter, I would do the same thing if my mom would be like, tell me <laughs> what's next, you know, can you read me the last chapter right. of the book? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. She's funny. She is. Yeah. Did She's you, great. did you have any, um, do you have any sort of, I think for so many people that they can relate to this idea that they've armored up or that they've, um, numbed out. Did you ever have challenges with, um, maybe addiction or body image or any of these ways that you numbed your feelings and your sensitivities, or you just always were open to it? I think there was a period of time, uh, dur- not during my childhood so much, but I think during my teenage years and into my 20s when I did. Yeah. I can clearly think back and remember you know, a time when I, I didn't feel so connected. But things continued to happen. Things mm-hmm. just continued, premonitions. Um, the feeling that I was connecting to the other side or, you know, messages that were coming through for people mm-hmm. that I didn't really know, you know, that they were that they were messages mm-hmm. for, for other people. So I think it was just always there. I just wasn't as aware. And then one day they just said, I wasn't a, a, as aware as I was when I was a child. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just one day they said, you have to pay attention. We're going to make this, you know, we're yeah. going to... We're not going to be very kind with you. So just, you know, we're going to make this challenging. Mm-hmm. So we're, it's, and it's going to be painful. So pay attention. And it yeah. was in that moment that my, my daughter got sick. I don't think my daughter got sick so that I can open to this. But mm-hmm. I think it was that situation was used to help. Yeah, it was deeply me. validating yeah. enough. Without exactly. ultimately leaving her right really sick or harmed. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Luckily. If yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, so you said you see here in field, do you have a, a do you actually see spirit um, or do you more feel, sense, and hear them? Or what's your experience so, of that? What they do is that they do utilize our senses, our five senses. Mm-hmm. And when it happens to me, so it's like hyper aware, mm-hmm. um, it's simultaneous. Okay. At the same time that I, I rely on my on being clairvoyant, mm-hmm. the, vis- the visual, I rely on that a great deal. They might show me something like a video clip, mm-hmm. a picture of something. Sometimes it feels like they're flipping through a photo album, mm. you know, like mm-hmm. that. Um, at the same time that I see something, I might hear something, I might hear a name or a song or, you know, like mm-hmm. that or a phrase. And at the same time, I will feel something. I will feel a particular way it's almost like they step into my energy and I will feel Mm -hmm. their energy their personality Mm -hmm. I'm very very direct in a session Mm -hmm. if um, somebody connects to their father we're connecting to somebody's father and they did not have a good relationship you know he wants to acknowledge that yeah and you know and and go back and say this is why this happened you know so there's healing that's involved Mm -hmm. but I will feel that personality I will smell a fragrance or cigarette smoke mm-hmm. or so I'll say oh spirit is you know your mom is smoking on the other side yeah you know or or, or perfume or a fire or something mm-hmm. like that so it's our senses it's the hyper awareness of our senses or mm-hmm. if, if that makes sense yeah. more elevated yeah. uh but it's all simultaneous okay it's simultaneous yeah um so one question that I always hear and that was confusing to me for a while too was that if we go back if 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 there are more, if you have more than one life, so we're having this assumption that reincarnation is real and that your soul embodies and then disembodies and then embodies again mm-hmm. um, in some form or capacity. Um, when when spirit comes through, they retain personality from the life that you knew them in. They retain. They will come through the way we can recognize them. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yes. So they will talk about, sometimes they will let me see the way they looked, mm-hmm. you know, the, their their appearance. Mm-hmm. They will talk about the flaming red hair that they had, you mm-hmm. know, or the, 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 the blue eyes, you know. Um, they will talk about their f- physical appearance. Mm-hmm. So they will say, my daughter looks exactly like me. They'll hold up a mirror, and when they hold up a mirror, when I see a mirror, mm-hmm. it means mirror image. Yes. Um, so they will they will come through. To me, other people work differently. You know, yeah, everybody's sure. different. Sure. But they will come through to me the way they were in life. Mm-hmm. Personality, characteristics, physical appearance, um, their own spirituality. You mm-hmm. know, were they religious? Were they not? Do I see a rosary? Do I see a, a you know, a Jewish star? Do I, you know, mm-hmm. different religious icons will come through. Um, so they'll come through the way their loved ones will recognize them. Yeah. Yeah, and so it doesn't mean that that's the form they're taking back at source or heaven or whatever right. you want to call it, but it's so that you can know that it's yeah, them. Yeah, you can connect and, and understand that it's them. Yeah, that's I, I always think that that's really interesting to understand because then it makes it confusing. Like, well, why, you know, people will say, um, oh, they're holding a rosary or these different things, and I think, well, if we're all back at source, like, why are they still so deeply connected to that Right. personality but that's it's more to provide validation for for the the sitter as you yes. call it okay yeah. cool so when you think about your your own personal life and being of service in, the, in this way how would you qualify or categorize what you really seek to do for people how do i it's it's just this you know what we've talked about mm-hmm. um it's providing uh healing, healing. through their mm-hmm. grief it's providing validation. Um, it's providing awareness. You know, it's an education, hopefully, mm-hmm. to help educate. As I learn, I want to pay it forward. Yeah. Because, like I said, I learn every day. I'm I'm a student. You know, yeah. I I every single day I will learn from them. I learn from my clients. I learn from people on the street. Um, but as I as I take that in, and many times I'm human too. I need that lesson over and over and over again. Yeah. You know, and they'll yeah. teach me. Spirit will teach me. They've done things to me where I clearly remember one week I had um, every client I had had a loved one on the other side by the name Frank. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And it was like consistent. This is just an example. Yeah. And I remember one day doing a reading, and it, this is early, early on, and I said, no, there's no way. Her father's name's not Frank. It's just now it's in my head. Yeah. And they said, really? They said, okay, tell her Tom. You know, like, yeah. That. yeah. And I said, I, you know, and, and I mentioned the name Tom. She goes, no, my dad's name was Frank. You know, like yes. that. You know, so they'll, yes. they'll say, look, you need to pay attention. You know, we're, we're teaching you. Mm-hmm. So I go through the same things, but as I learn, I try to pay it forward through my readings, through their loved ones, mm-hmm. um, 
and hopefully expand their awareness and their yeah. consciousness. Yeah, as you continue to learn the lessons. If right. only it only took one time, you know? You're right. right. Um, any, any last, I, this has been so great. Anything that you want to make sure you're this sharing? so much. I just, you know, just um, if anything, I would just want everybody to know we're all, we are all in the same boat. We are all here as one. Mm-hmm. Everybody, yes, we know we all vibrate at different frequencies but it doesn't we're not coming from ego it's not about that Mm -hmm. it's um it's what makes the world go around but the more open we are the more we will receive and the higher we will all elevate the frequency of this planet yeah and hopefully work toward a more peaceful cohesive loving yeah Mm -hmm. love it's all about love that's it that's the energy that remains love yeah yeah Thank yeah. you so much. This was awesome. This was and great. Thank you, Anne. Appreciate this you sharing wonderful. your story. Thank yeah. you very much. Thank you.